Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. I just want to take a second to let you know that these World Cup previews are not going to have commercials in them, but I wanted to take a chance at the top of each episode to quickly shout out our sponsors, Uptown Poor and Brad Butchkowski. Thanks again to those guys for being supportive of everything we do here at Yeah, That Soccer Show. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome into episode number two of our World Cup preview. Today, we are going to be looking at Group B. That's right, the second group in our World Cup preview. We are coming at you to look at Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. That means basically the entire Iberian Peninsula and Iran. <laughs> so... Uh, without further ado, let's jump right in to preview number team number one, and that is Portugal. So a few basic things to know about Portugal. You probably know them as the most recent winners of U the Euro Championships, Euro 2016. Although, don't read too much into that. I think that was kind of a really fluky win for them. They kind of backed into that championship um, they have some very, very old center backs on their team. They're going to, they're going to play a four, one, three, two, a very defensive minded midfield that is really going to sit back and defend. And they obviously love to cross it into Cristiano Ronaldo and Andre Silva to try and score their goals. Um, that is really kind of the rundown for them just on the basic info. Their history in the World Cup, they've been to seven World Cups. They have won none of them. Their best finish was a third-place finish in 1966. They have tasted victory, like I said, in the 2016 Euros as the winners. So they are hungry and feel like they have a team that can compete, can compete for this World Cup. In terms of players to watch, there's only really uh, – look, there's there's going to be several names on Portugal that you're going to know, several guys that you'll be familiar with if you're a fan of European soccer. But there's really only one name to talk about, and that is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. Some say he's the best player in the world. Others would tell you it's Lionel Messi. Uh, some people would even say that Ronaldo might be the best of all time. Now, that is – that's a bold claim considering he has not finished his career and he is, um, I don't know if he's quite at the the peak of his career. I think he's a little bit on the the heading down, downward trajectory. Um, but Ronaldo is certainly a guy who has very much in the same realm as David Beckham, who has learned to market himself outside the sport. He has certainly played into his 
looks and his style and fashion sense and use that as a way to expand his brand. I wouldn't be surprised down the road to see Cristiano Ronaldo towards the end of his career or even after his career come to America, whether it is as a player or or in a role kind of the way Beckham is now as an executive and more of a pop culture figure than as a soccer hero. Uh, so he's the only, the, the real, the real focus, the guy we want to talk the most about. Now let's talk about Portugal's chances in this world cup. FIFA gives them a ranking of number four in the world. The ELO rankings have them at number six, slightly lower they have a 35.1% chance to win this group. I think that's a little high, if I'm being honest. They have an 84.6% chance to advance out of the group. Again, I think that's a little high. They have they are tied for eighth best odds to win the World Cup at 25 to 1 and 3.8% chance to win it all. Now, the reason that you would root for Portugal is Cristiano Ronaldo. He is a guy that fans of Real Madrid fans. There's a lot of people that would want to root for Ronaldo versus Messi at some point in this tournament, ideally in the final as kind of the, the underlying story of the 2018 world cup. I know the Fox executives would most certainly love that. They've been really kind of promoting that very heavily. Ronaldo, Messi, the two best in the world with the opportunity to lead their teams to a world cup title. So he would be a reason that you would root for Portugal. If you're a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, or you're just a fan of uh, the Ronaldo versus Messi dynamic and storyline reasons to root against Portugal. Well, it's the exact same reason as to root for him. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. Here's the thing about Ronaldo is whether you love him or hate him, you definitely have an opinion of him. There's not anybody that I've ever met who is even remotely interested in soccer who says, uh, who's Ronaldo? Never heard of him. Even my wife who doesn't love soccer, she knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is. I think that you would find that with a lot of people who aren't even interested necessarily in soccer because he is such a pop culture icon around the world. And I think that is good for the World Cup. And ultimately what's good for the World Cup in this country in terms of getting eyes on it benefits soccer in this country as a whole, whether that's MLS, USL, NPSL, PDL, all of the leagues benefit by eyeballs being on the World Cup. So that is your preview for Portugal, the first team in Group B. Team number two in Group B, and this is the first team in our previews so far that we are going to hit that I would consider to be one of the favorites to win the World Cup, and that is, of course, Spain. Spain is going to run a 4-3-3 or something very, very similar to a 4-3-3. That is basically their the formation they they run. And that's what it looks like. They run a very tiki-taka-based tiki offense. If you don't know what that is, that's, that's a lot of passes, quick passes, uh, very possession-heavy. They are going to focus heavily on possession. And if they lose possession, they're going to quickly try and press to get the ball back. They want to have the ball at their feet. That is the way they that's the way they go. That is the the idea that they want to be a part of as they are approaching their matches. If you're a fan of La Liga, if you're a fan of either Real Madrid or FC Barcelona, then this is the team for you to root for because 
I think Spain, when you look at their lineup, particularly the projected starting lineup, it's basically a Real Madrid and FC Barcelona all-star team. If you were to if you were to pick pick and choose the best players from those teams and put them together, you with with some exceptions, obviously Ronaldo's Portuguese, who's going to play for Portugal. But for the most part, a lot of those players are Spanish and they are on this team. So that is a reason that you would look to this team. Now, in terms of World Cup history, Spain has been to 15 World Cups. They have won one. That was back in 2010. So that was two World Cups ago. They also won the Euros two years prior to that in 2008 and then two years after that in 2012. So Spain there for a little bit had quite the run of being the best team in the world. And then famously at the last World Cup flamed out um, in in fantastic fashion. So that is kind of their history with the World Cup. The player to watch on Spain is there's a, there's a ton again like Portugal. There are plenty of players on on the Spanish team that you could pick out and say these are guys I want to watch. For me, the guy I'm most interested in keeping an eye on just because I love uh, reality TV. I love the drama. I'm gonna keep my eye on Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos is a polarizing figure. He's a very good defensive player, but he has a knack for flair. He has a knack to be flamboyant in his play, to be aggressive. And if you watch the Champions League final, he has a knack to be controversial. So I think Sergio Ramos is going to be a player to watch. He's going to be the captain for this Spanish team. And he really is, he really is a leader. He really is a vocal presence on the field. But he does have a little bit of a temper. He does have a little bit of a hothead. So it could be interesting to see how he is in that role on the biggest stage of them all. Spain's rankings and chances in this World Cup. They are ranked number eight by FIFA, which is, to me, a complete joke. That is so low for the Spanish team. The ELO gives them a ranking of three, which I think is far more accurate they have a 65.5% chance to win this group, a 92.3% chance to advance. I think that is spot on. They have a they are 6 to 1 odds currently to win the World Cup that puts them fourth best odds and a 14.3% chance to win it all. Why would you root for Spain? Well, there's two reasons really. One, I, Spain, Spain, the way they play soccer is really the reason they call this the beautiful game. It's very pretty to watch. It's it's smooth. It's fast-paced. It's possession-heavy. It's passing. It's build-up play. It's relentless. It, it really is fun to watch Spain play soccer. Another reason you would root for him is if you're a fan of Andres Iniesta, there was a lot of hype over the the pictures of him sitting on the field till late into the night after his last game with Barcelona. This is his swan song in the World Cup. And so I think if you're an Iniesta fan, this is a team you can root for. Now, why would you root against Spain? Well, uh, you you probably don't like chalk. You like to pick the underdogs. Spain is definitely not in that category at all. They have uh, very good chances to to be competitive and to go far in this tournament. And, you know, maybe you watched in 2014 and saw the flame out of Spain and thought, man, you know, it feels good when you see a really good team go down. I want to root for more of that. That would be the reasons you would root against Spain. So that is team number two in Group B. The third team in our Group B preview is Morocco. 
Morocco is going to run a 4-1-4-1 formation. They are going to be very technical. One of the issues with Morocco is they struggle with consistency. Um, they have attackers with a lot of a lot of flair. They play similar to Spain in that they like the tiki-taka. They like to press when they lose possession. But in a lot of ways, they're kind of the poor man Spain. They're not nearly as good as Spain. And that struggle with consistency is really an issue and keeps them from being uh, quite on the level that Spain is. One interesting fact about Morocco that I think is just fascinating when I read it, 61.5% of Morocco's roster was born outside of the country of Morocco. Um, and when you think about the way that you qualify to be on a national team, that's that's really quite amazing that that big a percentage, more than half, almost, almost two-thirds of their players are from outside or born outside of Morocco. Morocco's World Cup history, they've been to five World Cups. They've won zero. The best finish was a round of 16 finish in 1986. The player to watch for Morocco is Hakim Zayek. Uh, he is a midfielder for them who is the man who's going to pull the strings. He's going to drive the team up the field. He is really He's really the guy that drives the offense and that makes them tick. He is also a set piece master. And I think that he is, I think you will see him score from a set piece from a free kick, maybe in kind of a sneaky fashion. He is really, really good at taking those free kicks and, and kind of doing things unexpected when you watch him. So he's the player to watch Hakeem Zayek. And in terms of Morocco's rankings and chances in this world cup, FIFA ranks them number 42. ELO ranks them number 41. They have a 7.7% chance to win the group and a 20% chance to advance. And I think it's actually a little bit more than that. that. Like I had mentioned when we talked about Portugal that I thought theirs was a little high. It's because I think Morocco actually has a really good chance to sneak by Portugal in this group and make it out. I know that a lot of people are not rooting for that, particularly the folks at Fox. They want Ronaldo in this World Cup as long as possible. But I think Morocco might be a sneaky little team in that way. They are 301, 300 to 1 odds to win the World Cup. That puts them tied for 25th best odds, and they have a 0.4% chance, which is very, very low, 0.4%. <laughs> Why would you support Morocco? Well, because this is a team that really could. I really do think that this team could get out of the group. I'm not going to go full on with my predictions, and honestly, I go back and forth between Morocco and Portugal in this group in terms of who I think was going to make it out. But Morocco could wind up being the, be the darlings of this tournament, and maybe you want to buy low on Morocco stock and be able to ride that wave as long as possible. Morocco, I think they have, a, they have such a good chance that that might be a reason why you would want to support them. Why would you root against Morocco? Well, we'll find out the answer to this issue the day before the World Cup kicks off, but Morocco is the only thing potentially standing in the way of the United States hosting the 2026 Olympics. And if Morocco wins that bid and that's announced on the day before the World Cup, I'm out on Morocco. I'm rooting against them so hard and we will all riot. So that is the reason you would root against them. Other than that, I think it may be a good team to support. So that is Morocco group or team number three in group B. Our final team in group B is Iran. 
Iran is a team that is they're going to run a four two three one or or almost like a four five one. This is a team that's not interested in possession at all. They want to stand directly in front of a player that has the ball. They want to frustrate the teams that are trying to move the ball. They want to be defensive-minded. And when they have the ball, when they do get possession, when they get the ball, they want to go direct over the top or out wide to their striker or winger. That is just the way they operate. That's the way they play. It's not very exciting, and we'll get into that here in a little bit in terms of reasons why you would not want to support this team. But it is it is the way they they're like Novocaine. Nobody gets excited about it, but it's just this is what they do, and it works for them. In terms of Iran's history, they've been to five World Cups. They've won zero. Their best finish was a 14th place finish in 1978. Now, in terms of players to watch, you get two of them with Iran. The first one you get is Ali Reza. Uh, let's see if I can get his name right. Ali Reza Jahanbakish. He is going to be their breakout star. He's a winger. He's going to be, and, he, and he's dual footed. So he, he can play with his left or his right foot. And he's almost equally as strong with both. He's an attacking winger. And he is going to be, his mindset is going to be to, serve crosses in and serve passes to your other man to watch, which is the center forward Sardar, Sadar Azmoon. He is the striker. He is an aerial threat. He's a poacher. If you are an Atlanta United fan, he reminds me a lot of Joseph Martinez. He's not going to be a guy who, who is interested in having the ball and trying to get the ball passed around a ton. He wants to sit back there. He wants to try to, be there when the ball comes in to the box and for him to poach and get the goals. That's how he's going to play. And he's going to look for Ali Reza to be the one that uh, gets those balls to him. So they are a good partnership and they are the two men to watch for Iran. In terms of Iran's chances, FIFA has them ranked at number 36. ELO has them ranked at number 21. So quite a discrepancy there. And interesting to me that Iran is ranked in both rankings above Morocco because I don't think Iran is as good as Morocco. And I think that pans out when you see the chances that they have to win the group and to advance and to win the World Cup. So they have a 3.8% chance to win the group, a 12.5% chance to advance out of the group. They are 501 odds to win the World Cup. That's tied for 28th, so they're way down there at the bottom and a, and a 0.2% chance to win, win the whole thing. Why should you support Iran? Well, maybe you're an old-school MLS fan. Their coach once coached the New York Metro Stars. He's also coached a lot of other teams and been on a lot of staffs for some very big teams, including Manchester United. I mean, he's he's been around for a while, but he has been with Iran for a little bit. Um, and I think that if he is successful with this team, it would speak a lot to the success of having a coach with some longevity. That's something that I know the U.S. has struggled with. It seems like we go through managers about every cycle or two. Um, so I think I think you can get behind this team in that sense. Why would you not support this team? Well, because to be honest, this team is going to be boring to watch. 
Their style of play is not interesting. It's not fast paced. It's not exciting in any kind of capacity. It is just very, very slow and dull. And so I think it could be a slog for most matches. So that is Iran. That is the last team in Group B. And we're done with today's preview. We will be back tomorrow to preview Group C. I want to throw in a quick announcement here at the end of this show to let you know that the Yeah That Soccer Show hats have come in. I am going to have them at the tailgate on Saturday. If you run over to Twitter, you can see a picture of them. They look fantastic. They feel fantastic. They're everything I would have dreamed about them being. If you want to get one for a discount, you still have time to get that 20% discount and get them for only $20. Just shout me out on Twitter or send me an email at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com. And don't forget to join us tomorrow as we preview Group C.